Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Welcome, everybody. So we're going to dive into Isaiah first. We're going to dive into Isaiah 52 on this uh, Wednesday morning. Oh, by the way, it's February 2nd, 2022. Lots of twos in there, right? 0202202222. 2222. Wow. 2222. How about that? So, uh, welcome. All right, here we go, 52, Isaiah 52, beginning at verse 13. I love Isaiah 52 and 53. It's awesome. See, my servant will act wisely. He will will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being and his form marred beyond human likeness. So he will sprinkle many nations, and kings will shut their mouths because of him. For what they were, for what they were not told, they will see. And what they have not heard, they will understand. Wow. This is, all, this is a, a prophecy about Jesus, the suffering servant. Um, people were appalled at him. He was disfigured beyond appearance. We know that from the uh, his uh, torture, uh, going to the cross, beating as he was uh, preparing for uh, for the crucifixion. Um, kings will shut their mouths because of him. For what they were not told, they will see. Uh, they weren't told; they just saw it. Right? They, Jesus just, you know. The, the the message of Jesus coming didn't go first to the powerful. It went to the weak. Right? Isaiah 53. Let's read this. Down to verse 12. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before us like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance, that we should desire him. Wow. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Hmm. Wow. It's a reminder, man. Wow, what a, what a somber reminder of what our Lord endured for us. He was a spies and rejected, a man of suffering, familiar with pain. Verse 4. So he did all of that. Verse 4. Surely he took our, up our pain and bore our suffering. He did it for us. He did it for you. Today, uh, remember that, man, that he did all of these things for you because he loves you. 
He took up your pain. He bore your suffering. Yet we considered him punished from, by God. So he did all this for us. This is like kind of what Jesus did, right? He did all of these things for us, and we, we considered him, him, uh, him punished by God. He, but he was pierced for our transgressions. Thank you, Lord. Mm. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Wow. That's powerful, man. By his wounds we are healed. He, we, he, he was despised. He was rejected. He was a man of sorrows. He, he bore our shame and our pain. The shame of what? The shame of sin, the shame of failure, the shame of um, the works of the flesh that were uh, true of us. Our uh, sinfulness, um, our ego, our pride, um, he bore that upon himself. He took all of that shame, uh, the punishment that, was, that we earned, he took upon himself. And by his wounds, we are healed. Maybe some of you need to claim that today. Pray healing for yourself. By, God, by Christ's wounds, I'm healed. He purchased my salvation. He bore my sorrows. He paid for my healing, my emotional, physical, mental healing. He did, man. He paid for it all, total, complete. Your reconciliation with God and your, uh, your access into eternal life. Wow. God is good. Watch this. Watch this. Verse 6. We all, like sheep, have gone astray, each of us has turned to our own way. Man, we all are like sheep. <laughs> you know, people, I've had that little rant before. That, you know, people say, I ain't no sheep. Well, the Bible says you are. Yeah, we all like sheep have gone astray. I'm not a sheep. Yeah, well, you are. Yes, you are. You all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us, every one of us, has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Mm, 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 mm. Man, all of that, all of that, all that Jesus endured, all that he uh, absorbed was uh, was not what he what he owed. It was what we owed. <laughs> it was what we owed, and man, we gotta we have to sometimes remember that in terms of understanding truly the good news. We won't understand the good news unless we understand the bad news, and no one wants to talk about the bad news. No one wants to talk about the bad news. But the bad news is we are sinful. The bad news is that we are deserving of the wrath of God. And without Jesus, we would, have, we would be required to absorb the, 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 the full brunt of the wrath of God for our sinfulness, for our arrogance, for our um, um, going our own way. That's the bad news. The bad news and further, the bad news is you cannot save yourself. Terry cannot save himself. You cannot save yourself. If we could have done that, Jesus would have been unnecessary. But we can't. We cannot save ourselves. We can't pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We can't clean ourselves up. We can't do enough good things. We can't turn over enough new leaves. <laughs> Man, I could fill up a, I could fill up about 50 uh, trash bag full of leaves I've turned over. <laughs> Come on. You know, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. No, well, yeah. But you know what? The, without the grace and mercy of God, 
there's no creation. No, there is no new creation without him. He's the only one who's able to make all things new, to create a new creation, to bring dead things to life. We all, that's pretty inclusive, guys. We all, all, you're part of all, so am I. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one to has turned his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Verse 7, he was oppressed and afflicted, yet we did not. Yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears, <clears throat> excuse me, is silent, so he did not open his mouth. That's the image of Jesus going to, to the cross, right? He didn't protest. He didn't argue. He didn't um, demand his rights. He just uh, surrendered to the will of the Father and um, did so because of his love and grace, for, grace and the grace he wanted to extend to us. He said at one point, I could call down heaven's angels. At any point, Jesus could have called down heaven's angels. He could have done something different if, he, if in fact, he would have wanted to do that. But he didn't. He loved us. He didn't. He loves us. Yeah. Um, verse 8. By oppression, uh, verse 8. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of this generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. That's exactly what Jesus did. He, uh, he was uh, crucified. He was buried in a uh, a borrowed tomb, just as the word of God said he would. Yet, verse 10, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and he and the will of the Lord will, be, will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. Oops, story of his redemption, right? Story of his uh, going to the cross, the whole thing, death, resurrection. Therefore, I will, uh, verse 11, after he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. It's, it's, perfect. it's a prophecy of resurrection. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many. He will bear their iniquities, verse 12. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great. And he will divide the spoils among the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Man, all this in Isaiah 53, which is years and years before Jesus, and, and just fulfilled to perfection, right? Fulfilled to perfection. He lived, he died, he suffered, he was despised. He didn't open up his mouth. He he uh, obeyed the will of the Father all the way till the end. And yet, uh, it says that it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer, uh, but he will, he will uh, prolong his days, and, he will, and the Lord will pr prosper in his hand. 
after he has, after he has suffered, he will see the light of life. Prophetic of resurrection. Right there in the Word of God. 700 years before the birth of Jesus. It's like, you know what? He's going to rise again, man. He's going to rise. And he did. Praise be to God. All right. Now we're going to jump over to Mark or Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4. Let's see what let's see what's going on here. Galatians chapter 4. Yeah. Let's do it. Galatians chapter 4. Oh, that was loud. Verses 12 through 31. Galatians 4, 12 through 31. Here we go. Galatians 4, 12 through 31. Is that right? No, 21 through 31. My bad. 21 through 31. Here we go. Tell me, you who want to, to be under the who want to be under the law. Remember the Galatians are like, they're just kind of keep wanting to go back to the law, all these religious laws. So tell me, you who want to be back under the law, are you are you not aware of what the law says? You really want to sign up for this. Don't you remember what it says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave woman and the other by a free woman. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son of the free woman was born as a result of divine promise. So Abraham was promised a son uh, to kind of expedite uh, this process. He took Hagar as uh, his uh, as a wife, had a child with, with or as a slave, as a, as a concubine, essentially. Had a child with Hagar, um, named Ishmael, uh, but that wasn't the promised son. The promised son would come through Sarah, and Sarah's son was Isaac. And so Abraham had two sons. He had a son by the slave. He had a son by his wife. He had a son by the, the heir of the promise and a son that he just, you know, was out of, out of the flesh, out of human desire. So here he goes. Paul's going to use this as an analogy of being under the law and being under grace. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born as a result of divine promise. These things are being taken figuratively. The woman represents two, the women represent two covenants. One covenant is of Mount Sinai and bears children who are to be slaves. That is Hagar. Now, Hagar stands for Mount Sinai, the law, all the law. Now, Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in, in Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. But, but the Jerusalem that is above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, we're born of the Spirit, right? So he's saying, you know, we're not born of Hagar. We're not born of Mount Sinai. We're not born of the law. Be glad, barren woman, you who never bore a child. Shout for joy and cry aloud, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Now you, brothers and sisters, like Isaac, are children of promise. At that time, the son born according to the flesh persecuted the son born according to the power of the Spirit. It is the same now. The flesh and the Spirit battle each other, just like uh, Ishmael and Isaac uh, were at fighting, and they still are, guys. Just look at the Middle East. They still fight. But what does the Scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son, for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's Son. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave, but of the free. We're not as children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. Mm. 
Remember that. You're a child of God. You are free. You're not, you're not a slave any longer. You're an heir of God. He, Jesus did all of those things in Isaiah 53. He suffered. He died. He bore our transgressions. He absorbed the wrath of God. He did all these things so that you and me, so that we could be free, so that we wouldn't go back under the yoke of slavery, but that we could be free. He did all of that to purchase our freedom in him. That's beautiful. Mark chapter 8. See what it says in the Gospels today. Mark chapter 8, uh, 11 through 26. <clears throat> I think we had a little issue on Facebook. I don't know why. Probably because there's background music, so it got shut down. Tried to restart it. Don't know if anybody's there. It's really hard to tell. Probably not. So it's just us, Instagram. Instagram and the podcast. The uh, Facebook feed, I'm pretty sure, is frozen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I restarted it, but I don't think it really did anything. So that should be interesting. That should be interesting. So anyway, let's go. Let's continue on. Let's continue on. Uh, Mark chapter 8, verses 11 through 26. People didn't want to hear about, people just don't want to, they don't, Facebook didn't want anybody to hear about the suffering servant. So they shut it down. They froze it. Probably because the music was in the background, but whatever. Dumb. Um, let's see. Where are we? What do you say? Eight, eight, eleven through twenty-six. My eyes aren't as good. I gotta look, get closer. Eleven through twenty-six. Um, the Pharisees came and began to question Jesus to test him. They asked him for a sign from heaven. He sighed deeply and said. Oh, they're still there? Okay, cool. I don't see any comments. Yeah, I can't see any more of the comments anymore. So, I don't know. I'm glad they're still there. Thanks, Trevor. Um, the Pharisees came and began to question Jesus to test him. They asked him for a sign from heaven. He sighed deeply. He's tired of you're still trying to ask me for signs. Why does this generation ask for a sign? Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given to you or to it. Then he left them, got back into the boat, and crossed to the other side. <clears throat> People still do that. Jesus, give me a sign. Give me a sign. I need a sign. I need a sign. <clears throat> and you know what? Interestingly, this week I'm preaching, uh, and I'm like, so Wednesday is big sermon writing day. So if I'm like, if I look a little like frazzled on Wednesday or like brain overload, it's because Wednesday is sermon writing day. So after I'm done with this, I, uh, you know, go work out usually. And then um, I go to the church and by nine o'clock, I'm going to be doing sermon writing. Well, this week is big, like revelation, man. It's like so much studying and reading and listening. And uh, yeah. So anyway, but like this, this week is about the, the, Ten trumpets. The final seal is removed, and when the final seal is removed, there's ten trumpets, and these are these are these are judgments. There's no other. There's no nice way to say it. these are the judgments of God. These are these are the the the, the judging of on the unrighteous. The judgments that will befall Earth, uh, and the inhabitants of Earth, and uh, as a result of the prayer of the saints. By the way, that's a whole different story. But These things are 
the 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 interesting thing about the book of Revelation is they have all of these 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 um ten trumpets these these wrath thing these these uh acts of like like plagues you know like in Egypt like the the ten plagues and yet people still don't repent. We think sometimes, man, if, if just the, the right signs would happen, if the right things would happen, people would wake up. You know what? Sadly, uh, and you've seen it in people's lives, this happens, that happens in their life. You think, man, surely this is going to wake them up, and it doesn't. Yeah, you know, how many of you know that um, we often underestimate the stubbornness of the human heart? <laughs> I, 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 we, we often woefully underestimate the stubbornness of the human heart. Aren't my own human heart? Come on. We are all stubborn. Even when it comes to repentance, even when it comes to uh, turning from our, our way to God's way, we are stubborn. And the, the message in the book of Revelation is there's these, these bowls of wrath that come uh, on the earth. People still don't repent. People still don't repent. It's a miracle. It's a miracle when we do. So Jesus says, why does this generation ask for a sign? Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given to them. Then he left them, got back into the boat, and crossed to the other side. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread. Here we go again. More, more food. Except for the one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. Yeast is often likened to the ungodliness, just like yeast permeates the loaf ungodliness um, can permeate our faith, our religion, quote-unquote religion. Uh, they discussed this with one another and said, it is because we have no bread. <laughs> like, the reason Jesus said this is because we didn't bring bread. He's scolding us. Jesus is like, dude, I just get fed 4,000 people. You think I'm worried about bread? Aware of their discussions, Jesus asked them, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? See? Their hearts are hardened. Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember? When I broke the five loaves in the, and, and for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Just a little jog your memory here. I fed 5,000 with five loaves and two fish, and there were some left over. Do you remember this? How much was left over? Twelve. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basketfuls? Of pieces did you pick up? Seven. <laughs> he gets it. Seven. He said to them, Do you still not understand? Hmm. Do you still not understand? They came to Bethsaida, and some people thought uh, brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He looked at the blind man, he took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked him, do you see anything? He looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. Once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then the eyes, his man's eyes were opened. His sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home saying, don't even go into the village. That is interesting. Like that, That's obviously a miraculous uh, physical healing, but there's also a, a deeply spiritual element to that. And it relates to what Jesus was just teaching with the disciples, right? They, they're seeing, they're, they have sight, but they don't see. It's, it's fuzzy. It's unclear. And this blind man, the physical, his physical healing is, is an example of what's happening with the disciples. Like, you're looking, but you're not seeing. 
So, you know, just like the, physically the man was got Jesus touched him and he's, he sees trees, he sees some kind of vision, but it's not clear. And then Jesus touches them again, and then it becomes clear. And sometimes that's how it is with our spiritual lives, right? We kind of start to get a little bit, we can kind of see some things, but it's not quite clear. And then Jesus touches us or we read something in the word and it's like, whoa, now I see it. Now I see it. Now I understand. Now I comprehend. And um, sometimes we, that's with our, you know, going back to our own stubbornness, our own, you know, uh, again, we started with Isaiah 53, right? Where Jesus endured all of the suffering of, of, of the cross because of our stubbornness. And he received the, 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 uh, the wrath of God that we deserve, the punishment for our sin. He absorbed it. He received it uh, because of our sin, because all, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. And we woefully underestimate our uh, tenacity in being stubborn. <laughs> and yet sometimes we have to have these incremental openings, right, that, that cause us to realize, you know what, I, I really need God. Maybe there's something in your life today. You've been stubborn about trying to fix it yourself. You've been stubborn about, you know, making it happen, uh, doing it your way. I've been there, guys. I've been there. I'm not judging. I'm just saying this is what happens with us human beings. And maybe you're like, you know what? I need to stop being stubborn and doing it God's way. Let me, let me try it God's way. Hey, tip, guys. It's always a good idea to do it God's way. <laughs> no one ever said, man, I never should have done that God's way said no one ever. <laughs> it's always a good idea <laughs> to try it God's way. Try it God's way. When that comes to finances, when that comes to marriage, when that comes to business, when that comes to your own personal devotional life, comes to everything, let's, let's try it God's way. When it comes to salvation, let's not try works of the law like Paul was trying to teach the Galatians. Look, don't go back into those works of the law. Do it God's way through grace. Through grace. Hmm. Love it. All right, you guys, thanks so much for being on. I, the Facebook got a little glitchy. I think you guys might still be on, but I can't really see your comments or anything like that because uh, they froze it for a minute. But um, but thanks for hanging in there. Those of you guys on the podcast, thanks for being a part of Instagram. Uh, thanks for being here. Let's do it. Let's pray. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. It's time to pray. God, thank you so much for your holy word. Um, Lord, thank you for your patience with us and our stubbornness. <laughs> God, you are just so long-suffering and kind. We thank you that you just love us and you stick with us. Uh, thank you, Lord, for taking the penalty for our sin upon yourself. Um, Lord, we thank you that you're a good shepherd, that even as we go astray, you guide us back to the path of righteousness. And so, Lord, I pray that you would uh, continue to do that, that we would listen to your voice and we would follow you today. Lord, I pray for each and every one of my friends. Maybe some have been trying to do things on their own. There's a situation, a circumstance, a relationship that they've been just trying to muscle it out and do it on their own. Then maybe today, Lord, we, we realize that, no, we need to do it your way. So we let go of it. We surrender. and We choose your way. God, uh, help us to stay on that path of doing things the way you want them done. Uh, God, as we go out today, help us to be light and hope to those around us. Um, may we be the good news to everybody we come in contact with today. And we pray that they might see you and your love for them. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for uh, spending some time in prayer and in the Word. Love you guys so much. Guys on the podcast, thanks for being a part. Hope you have a great day. If you ever want to give me some feedback, comments, what God's doing in your life, you can always communicate with me uh, about the podcast at Bible Study Podcast 2020. 
at gmail.com. Bible study podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. All right, you guys have a great day today. And uh, let's see if the uh, uh, six more weeks of winter guy, well, we don't know yet. We don't know yet, right? We don't know if we're going to have six more weeks of winter or not. So um, they're still, still figuring that out. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.